What is going on? Happy Thursday evening. It is the Uta Winner Podcast. I am Dan Black. Joined with me, joined with me as always is Sporty Jordy, and we have a another special guest tonight. James, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing well. Doing well. Yeah, very well. Well, uh, we are now into Wild Card Week. Finally done the regular season of the NFL. Um, obviously, a ton to touch on. Um, also going to get into some NBA stuff and even some MLB conversations to go over because guess what in a month there's supposed to be pictures and characters and supposed to be who knows if uh if that'll happen but uh we're gonna jump right into things as we always do with the nfl given that it is wild card weekend first let's recap uh our week last week jordy you and i were terrible it was uh, so so bad i, I blame the the two games that were like on the fence, I picked Ravens and Chargers and Steelers and Raiders won. So I was like, oh, okay. And then I'm pretty sure, did you or me take the Colts? Or did we both I, take the Colts? I think we might have both. T- I had to look at it again. I think we both did because I didn't believe that there was any way that they would lose to the Jaguars. Um, so yeah, you you for the regular season though did three games better than I did. Uh, 32-17-1, and I was 29-21. and 21. That was but, a very uh, good comeback from you, Dan. Yeah, it, was, it was a valiant effort, but it not was. to be. Um, but speaking of those Colts, let's get into our losers and winners, starting with those losers that are the Colts. A win-and-in situation for the playoffs, um, and Carson Wentz absolutely bungles it. Yeah. No, it was – but, like, at the same time, it was brutal to watch, but it was kind of – also spectacular i kind of enjoyed everything about it just because like all week it was like this stat was floating around like wow the colts haven't won in jacksonville since 2014 and everyone's like yeah but these are the colts and they've been a very solid team all season the jags have been absolutely god awful so it's like there's no way that this stat is going to hold true and for some reason in the sunny state of florida jacksonville the colts just can't get it done the Carson Wentz looked terrible, and now you're at the point where Adam Schefter reported today that the Colts GM was like, we're not going to make a comment on who are, uh, who's going to be here and who's not going to be here next year. So now Carson Wentz might have just lost his job, and it's just kind of, as an Eagles fan, I think you, Dan and I, we can feel great about it because yep. the Colts ended 9-8, and eight, missed the playoffs. They lost their first-round pick to get Carson Wentz. Eagles are sitting here 9-8 and eight in the playoffs with three first-round picks, so... It does make me feel a lot better about our situation, but I do feel bad for Carson Wentz because that was just brutal. Yeah. James, what was uh what do you think about that debacle in Jacksonville? <laughs> Honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. Jordy kind of touched up on it with the uh whole Colts not winning in Jacksonville in forever. And I was kind of thinking, like, oh, like this could happen, this could happen. But I also realized that out of the three games that the Jags have won, they were all against teams with winning records, even though they beat the Dolphins when they start were in like one and seven or whatever in London. That was like at their, you know, at their lower point in the season, but they still finished nine and eight. And then you had um, they beat the Bills, obviously, that absolute that was probably the worst game in the entire NFL season in my unbiased opinion. And the Bills are division champs of the AFC East. And then they beat the Colts, who had who could who could have snuck in with an easy win. And even though they finished nine and eight and missed the playoffs, that's still a winning record. So the Jags have played some spoiler this year. So 
I wouldn't say that like I knew Jacksonville was going to win. I definitely had the Colts, but it wouldn't have surprised me if the Jags were able to pull that out. And they definitely did. So I just kind of looked and I laughed a little. I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then obviously, you know, you have the Steelers fans that are all excited about that. And then the whole, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it later, but then you knew what happened that night that got them in and it was just everything that needed to go right for them went right. So that was crazy. Yeah. 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 Me and Dan all last week going off of what you were saying on our show last week, we were like, we're all over. I think the spread was 15 and a half for the Jags. And we were like, who wouldn't take that one? This is a divisional game Two of the Colts have this terrible record in Jacksonville. So like, I think we were all on that page. where like the Colts, should win we all kind of thought they would win but we had this secret hope and secret understanding that the Jags could pull out what they did so wild yeah, yeah. no that, that was like and the fact that they not only beat the Colts but they still they slaughtered the, the Colts no well they, not that but they also still retained the first overall yes. pick which is like a double whammy for them but a positive double whammy um that you know they get they can have everyone mock the Colts and may never see Carson once play in their division again. And they get the first pick for whoever that may be, whether it's Kayvon Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson, or probably if they're smart, trade it um, <laughs> and get more out of it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that was an embarrassing, that was an embarrassing loss for the Colts. And I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I'm not surprised that, you know, um, they, that the Colts were not, you know, willing to commit to Carson once after yeah. the season that he had. Um, I just don't know where they'll get any offers for him. Cause I mean, we, as Eagles fans, we saw everything that happened last year. Um, and, and there were plenty of excuses even for him for, for why, you know, he oh, should yeah. want to leave. There was a lot less excuses because Jonathan Taylor is great. You have two good young rod receivers. You have a good defense. You have a strong offensive line. Like he's just not very good um so i can't imagine what what the what teams are going to offer but um you know that that's for another day um the other losers were the chargers we said we'd talk about this game um jordy as we all know is a big justin herbert fan that was a nuts game i mean that was far, hands down the best game of the season by hands far and yeah an unbelievable way to cap off uh week 18 um I just couldn't the next couple of days I had been like thinking about the Brandon Staley timeout and part of me is like, yeah, it was dumb. Part of me was like, he was trying to get the best defense out there. And the other part of me is like their defense has been terrible all year. So it didn't really matter. You shouldn't have called the timeout. What was your reaction to the whole, to the game, to the timeout, to everything that went on? I just think it was so crazy because Early on, it kind of felt like the Raiders were running away with it. And I think it was like halfway through the third quarter. I was like, this game is over. The Raiders have won it. You see their players on the sideline screaming, we're in the playoffs. Like everyone kind of thought they had it wrapped up. And then the Chargers, you see how exhausted they are. And you see just like everyone's just like out of it. And they're dropping balls on first, second, third down. But then for some reason, they're consecutively hitting on fourth and 10, which was mind-boggling to me and then they start to like rally and they get it back they get it tied they get it to overtime and then 
with two seconds left on the clock, you kind of, I was under the impression that they were just going to let the clock run out. And I was like, this game's over. They tied it. Like this is history. And then all of a sudden that freaking timeout. And then you see the Raiders kicker run out there who has never missed a uh, field goal in their new stadium. He's never missed um, in a home game. So it's kind of like at that point, it's like, wow, like I, it was just such a roller coaster. Um, part of me really wanted the tie just because oh, it would have yeah. been historic. But at the end of the day, their division rivals, I fully understand why the Raiders wouldn't just be like, let's let our opponents in when like they easily could have won and they did what they had to do to get there. But just absolutely insan- insanity. James? Um, I'm the same way. I wanted the tie really bad, especially because yeah. I don't like the Steelers at all. Um, and I thought it would have been hilarious to be like, oh, you would think like, oh, okay, Jacksonville pulled out the impossible. Now they can go and this game's obviously not going to end in a tie, especially with like six minutes left and the Raiders are up 15. You're like, yeah, they're, it's not going to end in a tie. But I thought the game should have been over at least 20 different times with yeah. it being fourth down in a mile. Like oh, yeah. the, the touchdown that brought them within seven on fourth and what was it, 21 or something yes. like that stuff that was crazy and then you had on the ensuing drive they're backed up at their own like 15 yard line with like two minutes to play and I thought that they should have punted the ball back to Vegas because they had all three timeouts and the two and I think it had to hit the two minute warning right then I'm thinking like oh they can just make a quick stop and get the ball back they went for it on fourth and ten I'm like if they don't make it this game's over and then they converted like I don't think I have my numbers right here, but like three or four fourth downs. That no, it was time. insane. They were only converting on yeah. fourth downs. I was like, if you guys did this on first or second, I was like, this game would be moving much quicker. And it was yeah. just constant. I remember sitting there every time and being like, if they don't get this, the game is over. And I said that like six times yeah. before it actually hit overtime. Oh my God. Yeah. Same. I was literally like, yeah, there's no way that they're gonna, there's no way that they're going to do this, but they kept doing it. And then fittingly enough, touchdown as time expires, they trade field goals. And I remember like the timeout really bothered me because I, I saw like cars reaction. And he's like, wait, we can just run another play and get into field goal range. And then at the end of the game, if you watch closely, there's like Austin Eckler's talking to somebody and the guy was like on the Raiders was like, wow, I can't believe you guys called timeout. We were just going to run the clock out. And then you could just see Eckler roll his eyes like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't know yeah. if that's the truth or if they're just messing around. But that was something where if they if that was true and they were just going to run the clock out, like, because who knows? They could have just ran the clock all the way down to two seconds and kick the field goal on third down rather than run another play for the first down. But I just think that if that was if that's true, then that's a heartbreaker. And now we have to watch, you know, Ben Roethlisberger in the playoffs again and not see Justin Herbert, you know, doing that. So I was a little disappointed when I found out that the game and I was surprised that it even had a chance to go into a tie, too. That was crazy. I know. Yeah, I think that's probably the of all the things the most disappointing is that we had to watch instead of seeing Justin Herbert, you know, potentially play, I think, Patrick Mahomes. We had to see Ben Roethlisberger in that futile offense where they just dink and and they they have no chance. Um, and, and they're gonna get crushed. You know, the fact that we had to watch that instead is is just 
kind of disappointing. It's so um, Big Ben has been wrapped in bubble wrap for like two years now. Every time he hits the ground, you don't know if he's getting back up. I understand the argument like this could be. I mean, this realistically is he hasn't officially confirmed, but he's confirmed that this is he's retiring. It's going to be his last year. So, like, I get it. One more go. But like, Dan, like you said, I don't think the Steelers stand a chance against yeah. the Chiefs. But who knows? I mean, the Colts just lost to Jacksonville. So yeah. the no, only but- thing I'll say on the bright side is that for the people that don't like the Steelers, and I'd assume that you guys being in, you know, t- fans of a Pennsylvania team, you probably have some type of like dislike for Pittsburgh. I will say that Ben Roethlisberger's last game will not be a win. So that's a good thing. All right, true. So I really don't have like any, except for the Penguins, I don't have any like, disdain towards the Steelers yeah I don't because we never cross paths in any like yeah opposite conference Pittsburgh's like six hours away Pittsburgh is basically Ohio yeah that's true it's not even Pennsylvania yeah yeah I actually have a because do you remember like this is like NFL history when the Eagles and Steelers I think it was during one of the wars they didn't have enough yes so they were the Steagles. I actually have a Steagles t-shirt. I used to have a Steagles jersey. Yeah. Oh, that's that even fancier. The blue, the blue and yellow. That's what that's from. That's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, why would the Eagles ever wear yellow and like yeah. and like uh sky blue? And then that total and then when I read that stuff, that totally made sense. Yeah. I love it. Uh, NFL history right there. Yeah. Yeah. And the Steelers were our other winners of the week. But like at the same time, it's kind of like a not great winner because their game was sloppy. They got into the playoffs with just like the most absurd amount of luck. And there's no way they're going to win. No. So it's just like, I would say a better winner for week 18. I would say the 49ers. That's true. Because they were winning in, but they were playing the Rams. So that was a tough, that whole situation too, with the all NFC West uh, playing each other at the same exact time. 49ers didn't have to win to get in, but they needed, if they lost, they needed a Saints loss and the Saints were winning. And then with the Rams losing, if the Cardinals won, the Cardinals could have taken that division. But then the Cardinals couldn't be this. And it was all happening at the same time. I was like, what the heck is going on? But I thought the 49ers win over the Rams was very impressive. And I think that's a great way to send them into the postseason because now they're on this high. The Rams are a very solid team. Um, And now they have to take on the Cowboys. So. They could knock out the Cowboys round one. I would not. I'm all in on the 49ers beating the Cowboys. All in on 49ers. All in. But, like, not even because I hate the Cowboys, but because I actually think they're going to win. I really, with the way they've been playing, I really think they can. I agree. Um, so, let's let's move ahead real quick. We talked about him earlier, Carson Wentz. Uh, the other guy that's been, the other quarterback that's been a hot topic of the past few weeks is Baker Mayfield. And the question is, you know, there's a lot of questions about where they'll be next year, what's going on in both those situations. If you were an odds maker today, hypothetically, you were an odds maker, which one, and what would you like make the odds to be, which one would you expect to be on their respective team next season? James, you can start. I would go with, I'd honestly say Wentz. I know everyone's like, honestly, it's really the lesser of two evils for me, but I would have to say the, uh, I would say that the Colts would hang on to Wentz because even though the last two weeks of the season with the loss to Vegas and the loss to Jacksonville, which again, in my opinion, is still a fluke. um, I think that the Colts have a future. And I think that Wentz, 
just has to find his rhythm and he could just turn in, he could just turn into Ryan Tannehill. Like Ryan Tannehill is making like a hundred million dollars just to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. I mean, he didn't really get to do that that much with him being injured half the season, but like literally Ryan Tannehill, like doesn't ever throw the ball. He just literally gives it to Henry. He's like, here you go. And then that's the end of that. So Carson Wentz could very well just be like Ryan Tannehill and that just feed Jonathan Taylor the entire time. And then you have Pascal and Pittman that are reliable receivers. And if he has the arm strength and the accuracy, throw it down there every once in a while. So I would say that it's, it's most likely going to be Wentz staying. I don't know why, but I feel like Baker Mayfield is kind of like Johnny Manziel in the fact that it was a good experiment while it lasted, but at some point you just kind of have to cut ties and move on and send him elsewhere or at least lower him in the depth chart. But I think they get rid of him because there's going to be a team that'll see something in him and they'll give him a lot for him. So I'm all for a Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield trade, switch them up. Um, but no, and I think going off of what you were saying, I think the Browns, I think the Browns are just so sick of looking for a quarterback that that's why they give Baker Mayfield so much hype. And they're not willing to accept that he's just like average at best. When you look at this team, to me, the Browns roster could be a Super Bowl team if they had a more consistent, stronger quarterback. Because they have the defense. They have so many offensive weapons. You have this double-headed monster with your running backs. Like, they have all the pieces, but I just don't trust Baker Mayfield to get it done. So I would say I agree with what you said about Carson Wentz. I think it's too new for the Colts. I'd say odds. There's a def- – I'd, I'd say, like, minus 110. I think he's going to stay, but it's not by much. So that would be my thing on Carson Wentz. Baker Mayfield, I've, I'd have it like plus 450. Like in my mind, Baker Mayfield should be gone. If I was the Browns GM, I would want him out. I don't trust him. Um, get someone else in there because like I said, you have this great team. You just need that one piece. Maybe not get rid of him. Maybe like what you were saying, move him, bring in a starter, make him your backup. But I just don't trust Baker Mayfield moving forward. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, Jordy. One, I don't think you can just have Baker Mayfield go down on the depth chart. Exactly. So, solely for, for a number of reasons. One, like, that'll just create so much off-the-field drama and nonsense with media um, that it's just not worth it. But, yeah, I'm sort of with you and where I, I think I would put, like, minus 150 of once being in Indianapolis. I think they're kind of, like, over him. And I have friends from Indiana that are kind of over him. But at the same time, it's like, they're paying them a lot of money. Yeah. They had, gave they up a lot they to only, get they had, Well, they gave up a lot, but like they didn't have to give up first round picks. All they, they gave up second and third round picks. What do you think you're going to get for them this time? Like third and fourth round picks. Is it really worth it to not have a quarterback? Um, you know, and do you really trust Jacob Eason as your quarterback for next season? So like you're sort of just in a, you know, we'll see if he can bounce back. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's, I, could if you were to ask me again which one is staying, I think once has to stay in Mayfield. I've we've talked about this ad nauseum. Yeah, this is not a bigger Mayfield fan club by any means. This podcast. No. Um. So, so yeah, we'll see. Dun, dun, but in dun, terms dun. of yeah, yeah, dun dun dun. <laughs> in terms of changing sceneries, there have been now seven job openings, including one today. David Coley leaving Houston, mm-hmm. getting fired by Houston. Um. So we, I think we all know between the Dolphins, Giants, Jags, Houston, Chicago, 
and Denver. And there's one more. What am I missing? Am I missing one? Vikings? Did you say Vikings? Uh, the Vikings. All right. So the seven teams right there. I think we know which one's the best job to take, which is probably Miami, just given mm-hmm. the amount of weapons they have and um, everything going on there. I think we would probably all agree that although Houston adds a new layer to this, that the worst opportunity is probably the Giants. Giants or Houston are probably the two worst um, for a new head coach to go. But those other ones, those other four in the middle of those four, which is the Bears, the Vikings, the Broncos and the Jags. Which one do you think is the best spot for, you know, a new coach to go to? I'm going to have to go Bears because I think it's that perfect medium where there's already enough in place where you kind of have like somewhere to start, but there's also enough room for you to build a team that fits your coaching style and to kind of make it something great. The Vikings, I feel like, are in this weird place where, like, they have a good roster, but they haven't been run well the last couple of seasons. Like, I just think it could get confusing when you bring someone new in there. Like, is this roster that's good now going to work under somebody else? And the Bears, you have this young quarterback who has potential to be great. I am in the Justin Fields fan club. I think he's going to be, like, exceptional. But he just needs the right guy in there. So I think that's a great way to kind of get in with a young quarterback and build this team up. It's not like the Jags where it's basically a clean slate minus the quarterback. It's a little bit farther along, but I still think Chicago's great. I'm going to say Jacksonville only because the only way, literally the only way is up. Like there's, I mean, unless you just get someone with the attitude that urban Meyer has, like there's really no other way to go, but up. And I think that you have Trevor Lawrence. And although I definitely am on the Fields bandwagon, not the I'm not a fan of Trevor Lawrence, really. I I like Justin Fields, and I I thought that Justin Fields was gonna be better than Lawrence, and I'm somewhat, I guess, right about that, but at least for now. But I definitely think that even though there's not a whole lot to build off of in Jackson, or there's a lot to build off of in Jacksonville. Um, if you develop a team while they're that young and if you can give them proper guidance by the time like Wentz is out of Indianapolis and because the Texans are atrocious and then once the Titans are kind of slow down a little bit like that, I don't see why Jacksonville couldn't like take it in the next, you know, five or six years. Obviously, if you go to Jacksonville or Houston, it's going to take a lot longer to build a team, but you have a fresh slate. You have, you know, like I said, you're already at rock bottom. You can really only go up. And also, if all else fails, you have the benefits of living in Florida. So even if the team's not going to thrive, you as a person might thrive. But I definitely think that Jacksonville has a lot of potential. And again, getting another first round pick, having a fresh quarterback, I don't really see why they couldn't make something happen in the next like three or four seasons. I it's going to take time, but it'll work. Yeah, and I think what you said about their division is very true. Like, this isn't a division where you have, like, you're not in a situation where it's the Chiefs or um, in the AFC, like, or in the NFC West, where, like, every team is so good. The Titans are good right now. The Colts are potentially in a weird situation. So, like you said, the Jags do have potential in the next couple of years to come in and kind of make a name for themselves. And we saw what they did in 2017 a couple of years. They had this miracle run a couple of years ago. So, who knows? But I agree. Jags are a good option. Yeah. And 
very much true about the weather. By far the best weather of all oh, the yeah. uh, of all the options. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say Jacksonville as well, mainly because of a lot of the points that you said, James. Um, but I also think Denver is a great opportunity. If you yeah. can just get the right quarterback, you already have you're, – you're in a similar situation, I think, to the Vikings, to the Browns, where you the rest of the roster is pretty much, yes. you know, maybe they're not Super Bowl ready, but certainly playoff ready. Um, obviously, you're in the second toughest division, I'd say, um, just behind the NFC West. But, you know, w- with the right quarterback, if you somehow get an Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you put him with, you know, Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, uh, the great run game, that, you know, young, fiery defense, um, and just, you know, pad the offensive line a little bit. I mean, you're ready to go. So, um, you know, if, if the next head coach, and hopefully it's an, it's an offensive head coach for all these teams, because all three or all the other ones besides Jacksonville were defensive coaches and we saw what happened um so yeah i think uh i think that all three are good options um the best one obviously still miami i think because it's miami but you know whatever all right this weekend though that's what we're here for this weekend wild card weekend um gonna be a lot of fun a lot of great games a lot of great it's a really good betting weekend especially because there are a few sort of upset ready games yeah um and so jordy why don't you start us off what is the game slash bet of your wild card weekend so the game that i'm most excited for this weekend is the patriots versus the bills just because it's a divisional game in the playoffs they've already played each other twice this season And it's not even that they just played each other. They split the series. So now you kind of have this like winner takes all vibe. You move on with the playoffs. Other teams done. Both of these teams have also had ups and downs this season. Like the Patriots were killing it. And then the last couple weeks of the season didn't look as strong as they had been. And then you had the Bills who had this like weird shaky part in the middle of the season where we didn't know what was going. They didn't look like the bills, but then towards the end of the season, they were figuring it out and getting it back together. The bills are four point favorites coming into this one. I, I still think the bills are going to win. So I like bills money line, but I really love Patriots plus four just because I think this can easily be a game that comes down to a field goal, especially with the weather conditions that it's going to be. It's the under in this one is a must, but I do think it's going to be very close. I just don't know. Mac Jones made this almost seamless transition from college into the NFL, which was great. But regular season of the playoffs is its own beast. So I think we have to look at that as well. And I just think Josh Allen is much more prepared to handle that. And Bills are at home. So I like Bills money line. But my favorite bet from this would be Patriots plus four. Because like I said, low scoring game with the weather. I think it's going to be a field goal game. What about you, James? What's your uh, game of the weekend? I'm going with uh, – I'm definitely going to go with Cards and Rams because even though the Rams are four-point favorites, I have to say that the Cardinals, they had their little slip-up at the end of the season and even lost to the Rams pretty recently. But the Cardinals have won in L.A. this year. It's definitely going to be a high-scoring game with it being in more or less a dome, so I definitely would take the over. Um, but I think that the Cardinals, um, the Cardinals have it in them, I think to beat the Rams. Um, it's really all about who's hot. And even though the Rams were hot at the end of the year and as opposed to the Cardinals that were hot at the beginning of the year, 
the playoffs have a way of like kind of circling all the way back and kind of starting at clean slates. And I think the Cardinals are going to go in there with a chip on their shoulder. Like, yeah, the Rams beat us the last time. And on top of that, they're going to be like, well, um, this is literally our season here. And I think that even though Stafford is much better than Kyler Murray, I have to say that I would probably take the Cardinals over the Rams. I love that. Love that. Um, I'm going Eagles bucks. And I, 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 we said this before the show. I still don't know how the Eagles are eight and a half point underdogs. It's a crime. Um, given how, you know, strong their run game is, how hot they've been over the last, you know, two months. The fact that Tampa Bay's, very banged up offensively. The defense has been suspect at times. And it's supposed to be a gross weather game. It's supposed to be like a thunderstorm, basically. Uh, lots of rain, like almost 100% chance of rain, you know, monsoon level stuff. Um, so the under is a guarantee. And I really think the Eagles running game has been so strong. I am going out on the limb. Eagles money line, you know, I don't care what they I have. love it. I'm good on the Eagles money line. Um, I, I just I I'm not usually confident, but given especially against Tom Brady, but given the fact that they've been so strong on the ground, um, even last week against Dallas, they still ran for 150 yards. I think um, so their their run game is just too strong in this type of conditions. I think that I, I just believe so strongly in that. Um, that they'll, that they'll get it done. And it's a revenge game. 2002 NSC Championship game. We don't forget. 20 years later. <laughs> we don't forget. So, uh, I love it. No, I, I agree that, that the eight and a half is beyond rude. Because the first time we played them this season, we are such a different team now. And we covered this. Like, we were not a good football team the first time we played. Or when we played them this season. Now... I'd say we're a good football team. I'm not going to say we're great. We still have things to work on, but we're we're in a rhythm. We've got a routine. We made it into the postseason. We're a solid football team. And, like, granted, if we do win this game, then we have to take on the Packers, which I have no idea what could happen there. But, like, I'm not going to sit here and say Eagles are going on a Super Bowl run, but I think this is a winnable game. Like, I think it's very fair to admit that. For sure. For sure. Um yeah, it should be an incredible weekend. Lots of great games to bet on Saturday through Monday night. Um, so I can't wait. Monday night, wild card weekend. That sounds wild so card crazy. weekend Monday night. And again, uh, don't forget if you're watching to use James's Unicode Gophers. He is a Minnesota Golden Gopher, a uh, Big Ten boy like myself. So I respect that. Um, and we appreciate you coming on, James. Oh, thank you for having me. This is a blast. Well, we hope to have you on again soon. Yeah, yes. definitely. We'll All work right. for the Bills for you. Yes, he's also a Bills fan somehow in Minnesota. So, uh, <laughs> well, I was born. I'm I'm more or less a Buffalo he's, kid through and through. So he's yes. Buffalo, but he's in Minnesota. He is. Um, I'll be at the game right. this weekend, though. Go Bills. Go Have Bills. So much fun. Dress so warm. Yes. Oh, I will. <laughs> Bye, James. See you guys. What a guy. Oh. I can't believe he's going to that. That game's going to yeah. be worse. I was at the Eagles game Saturday. That game's going to be worse weather-wise. Yeah. It's going to be freezing cold. Oh, my God. I, I would bring a personal heater with me. Oh, yeah. I I, I mean, I considering don't... they don't even allow purses in, I don't know how, uh, how fond they'd be of that, but I would try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, also this weekend, we have plenty of great contests, some including all – 
three teams that are uh, involved in our on-brand contest, uh, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Dallas. So what is your favorite contest for this weekend? All right, so biasly, obviously, I love the Eagles pick six. But other than that, I love the NFL pick six, gridiron games. Um, gives you It's winnable for the chance. You enter for free, you can win, win real cash. Um, and it's all fun stuff. So, And it's covering like all wild card weekend. Just gets you in the vibe, gets you a little bit more motivated, especially for games if your teams didn't make the playoffs or if your team isn't playing on – one of the three days because now we have a much longer span for wildcard weekend. But yeah, no, there's a lot of fun stuff being offered. Yeah. I like, I like the Eagles pick six and I'm going to, I'm going to do all the pick sixes that we have. We have an Eagles pick six. We have a Steelers pick six and we have a Cowboys pick six. Um, I'm going to do all of them because I, I want to see how well I do. So uh, I'm going to do that. I know Jordan's going to do some of that. Oh, yeah. So make sure if you, uh, if you, Download the Uda app and get into the contest tab to join all of our contests for this weekend. Transitioning now to the NBA. Uh, lots going on in the NBA in this month of January. Russell Westbrook is absolutely atrocious. The Lakers are very mediocre. Um, Clay Thompson's back. Clay Thompson's back, which is awesome. And they are a force to be reckoned with when he's 100% healthy because I'm mm -hmm. sure he's still probably like 85%. Yeah. Um, but still at 85% playing unreal. Yeah. Um, but the team of the past month, not even just January into December, yeah. is the Memphis Grizzlies. Absolutely. They are scorching hot. John Morant is blossoming into a super duper star. So we're going to do hot or not. Grizzlies, hot or not? I'm saying the Grizzlies are beyond hot. We've seen what they're doing. They're beating real teams. They have the depth, and their coach has just kind of completely turned this around. So I'm all in on the Grizzlies because, like I said, it's not like they're just kind of skating their way by. Like, they're beating teams where it's like, can they beat them? And then they do. It's just in like – I keep taking Grizzlies money line and there are people that are like so on the fence about it and it yeah. keeps hitting like they're do they're getting it done. So I yeah. don't think we can take away from what they've accomplished. Yeah. I, uh, I took the warriors against them the other night. Should have listened to me. I should have. That was my bet. I, I really thought like, all right, <laughs> the warriors are going to put this thing to an end. It would have been great. Um, but not to be nonetheless though. I'm a, I'm a huge I'm in on the Grizzlies. I was a big mm -hmm. fan of them back in their Zach Randolph, early Mike Conley, you know, getting to the Western Conference in 20, what year was that? 2014, I think, 2012, whatever year that was, a long time ago, and it all collapsed, and now they're getting back into it, and I, it's good for Memphis. They're a small market. You like when the small markets do well, and they're mm -hmm. all the rage right now. I am with you. They are red hot. I'm in, and I'm in on John Morant. For MVP, oh yeah, call it now. I think he's plus two thousand. Put your money in, and let's make some money off of uh, Ja Morant. But the, the Grizzlies fourth in the West, so good for them. Yeah. Having a great month. Let's see if they can hold on to it uh, throughout the rest of the regular season a little bit. Also, how did not Ben Simmons and the Seventy Sixers before the trade deadline in almost exactly a month? How mm -hmm. or not? Ben Simmons gets traded and to where if he gets traded. I'm saying hot. 
I want it done more than anything. Um, and I think where he goes depends on what kind of deal we can cook up. I'm really liking him to the Celtics. Um, I think that I think we could get some good pieces back from that. I'm also not opposed at all to pairing up Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris and sending oh, yeah. them somewhere and getting a power forward back. Um, just because Tobias has been uh, very understellar over the last couple of weeks, to put it like nicely. Um, I'm ready to yeah. punch him in the face if we're being honest. Um, but yeah, no, I think pair the two up. I think the pair, the package deal of them, I think we can get something really good for. So I'm all for it. Get him out of here. Yeah, I would love to get them both out, but I don't think it's possible. I just don't see I one. I, unless it becomes like a four team trade where like Tobias goes one place. Ben goes to another because I don't. I, there's just no way a team's taking on eighty million dollars of Ben Simmons who doesn't shoot and Tobias Harris who are, is extremely underwhelming. It's been like, there's so just, bad. There's no way a team. There's there's no team that would be dumb enough. To Why do that. did we pay Tobias so much money? I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh. In terms of hot or not, do I think my. My brain says not because I, I feel like Daryl Morey has been really stubborn about what he wants and isn't going to get what he wants. But my heart says, and, and given the fact that I believe in the, where there's smoke, there's fire, given the fact that there's enough, seems to be enough buzz, and maybe with the trade deadline being a month away, like, and, and the Sixers sort of just floating around in, in that lower tier of the playoffs yeah. um, right now, especially for a late playoff push. I'm going to say hot because I think Daryl Morey will finally pull the trigger. And the fact that Atlanta says everyone but Trey Young and some was it John? No, someone else. Um are everyone else is free to to be least discussed. And yeah. the Kings seem to be very motivated to make a move. I think it'll happen. Um again, just because it seems like where there's smoke, there's fire. Same thing with the Celtics. I'd love to have Jalen Brown. Yes. Uh because he's every, I think he would be perfect. Um, to, to Ben Simmons doesn't shoot at all. He shoots too much. I would happily take it. Yeah, happily. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I would like to say hot, but it's like a simmering hot. Yes. Not yeah. Like not, um, like, I'm not fully into it. Did you see that Rich Paul was sitting courtside at the Sixers game the other day? Yeah. And I was like, honey, can you call your client and figure something out instead of sitting courtside at our game? I love the notification that I got that said Rich Paul and Sixers sat down. Nothing happened. I was like, <laughs> the one, oh, this great. thank you. Thank you. Um, we know. Um, we know. No, it's, it's clear. I, I'm just praying that sometime in the next month, I wake up to a notification. Oh. That, like Ben Simmons has been. I will run out and get champagne and pop champagne. I will be so happy. Or if he just starts, it's not like I'm going to completely blacklist Ben Simmons. Like if he comes back and starts playing and is trying and you see a change, I will welcome, like all he has to do is apologize and try. And he's not going to, he's not going to, you know, none of that is, you know, you you need to wake up from your dream right now. Cause that's never going to happen. I know. Never going to happen. Um, we'll see. Speaking of things that may never happen either. Oh, that was a beautiful segue. It's why it's why they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> um, we don't know if there's gonna be an MLB season. No. February 14th, pitchers and catchers uh are supposed to uh, 
10 spring training for the first time. They met today, Players Association and the MLB. Nothing. No movement. The MLB offered something. The players were like, nah, we're good. We've went, you know, we should, is sort of COVID all over again in a sense, but not the same. Um, a month to go until Pearson catchers. What is your, from zero to a hundred percent, what is your percentage of belief that something will get done in time? I and then say, we even have a baseball season. Yeah. I'm saying like, there's a 25% chance we get pitchers and catchers. Like I, I'm very, especially after today where like nothing was really able to get done. It's a month away. I just don't think, I think we'll get more of a vibe like the week before. Like if they yeah. can, when they're like realizing how close it actually is potentially, but as of right now, I'm saying the chances are very, very slim. Yeah. I, I I'm sort of with you. Conference championship weekend of the NFL. That's when we'll have an idea of like, yes. if this is close, then There's it's going to happen. So much cooking. Right. If, if two weeks from, Two weeks from February 14th, which is, again, Valentine's Day, actually. So yeah. very ironic that there's going to be heartbreak that there's not going to be an MLB <laughs> season. I love that. Um, yeah, I'm going to say if by the last week of January, if there's no if there's no murmurings of something happening, we're not getting pictures and catchers, at least on time. That, no. I don't know if it'll 100% mean that we're not going to get it, but we're certainly not going to get it on time. Yeah. Um, and again, I've been on the train of baseball is going down the slow and painful death. And, you know, people have disagreed on that. This is another example. You know, this is the another fact, like, example. Of- the, NBA, the NFL would never let this happen. No, like never. the NFL would just never be like, you know what? We're on a lockdown. We're not going to start. The NFL right. has a COVID outbreak and they still do whatever they can yeah. to make it happen. The MLB is like, no, we're good. We'll play. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see what happens. Baseball is a stubborn old grandmother. That's just like that's just like stuck in 1960 and just like can't get out. But that's what it is. They it just is. can't get out of their way. Like like when I say that baseball is dying, people are like, no, it's not. Look at the numbers. I'm like, I didn't say it's like dying tomorrow. I said like, and it doesn't even. Ha- no one even has to try. It just does it to itself because of yeah. this crap. Exactly. Because there are people like me, like who pay attention to the MLB and like know what's going on, but I don't sit and watch like the NBA. I watch as much as I can, which right. is hard to do. Baseball, it's kind of like when it's on, it's on. I'm paying attention. I have one year. I like going to games. Like yeah. I like the vibe at the stadium, but yeah. it's really hard to sit and watch a whole baseball game for me with someone who never played or fully understands all of the things that go into it. Right. And I feel like a lot of people are now in that boat. And so if you're just going to be like, you know what? People are going to forget. People that don't are not already invested in baseball are going to be like, okay. And then when it comes back on, they're not going to be gung-ho to freaking sit down and watch it. And they're shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. No, I, I, if, if baseball does not figure out, the MLB does not figure out a way to play a season and they just go all summer without baseball, without the MLB, it's gonna be brutal. It's gonna be absolutely brutal for them. Cause they, they're you can't do that. I mean, they're just they're just shooting themselves in the foot. Um, but month away. We'll month see. away. We'll see what happens. Let the countdown begin. Valentine's Day, pictures and catchers are there. We'll have a good spring. Like uh, I said to my friends, because the Super Bowl's February 13th. 
And I said to all my friends who are not big football people. And I was like, I wish that Val- that the Super Bowl, like I wish Valentine's Day was Sunday and the Super Bowl would be on Valentine's Day. Because I would love to see what it does to relationships where guys are like, sorry, we can't go to dinner. We have to watch the Super Bowl. And then you broke up. Yeah, I, I would just lo- and my friends were like, that's terrible. And I was like, I'm sorry. As a single person that likes football, that would be hysterical. I would just sit back and let the chaos unfold. And it would be so funny. Or like, what if, what if like, you're like in a situation where you started talking to somebody for like a month or so, and like you bring into that football party the day before Valentine's yes. day, does that make them official? I Ooh. honestly, I mean, it's that close. I think you can make the argument. So even though it's not on, you're right. Even though it's not on Valentine's day, it's still gonna, cause then it's like, okay, well I spent the Super Bowl with you. So are we spending Valentine's day tomorrow? Or are you getting me flowers? Oh my God. This is going to be so we, fun. We kissed during the, uh. During the trophy presentation. Yes. So does that mean we're officially a couple now? <laughs> exactly. We'll see. We got We need to do some uh, deep digging on that information. We do. No, we I need do. to find some some couple drama regarding yeah, yeah. the Super Bowl the day before Valentine's 100%. Day. A hundred percent. But we're not going to get into that Super Bowl stuff for a while. Wild card weekend. I can't wait. I know Jordy can't wait. Make sure if you haven't already to uh, follow us on all our socials at Yuda underscore winner on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes. I didn't know which one I said. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Make sure you download the Yuda app as well, and we will catch you next week. Bye.